Has anyone noticed how the most told of told stories thins in the middle? Not from where, as is with most stories, but from a kind of fog that forms as it nears its peak, at its threshold, at the moment he becomes, at the moment the medium changes and the other words turn quiet, listening for the sound of this one. He didn't cry out, and there were seconds the air hung taut, pressed against the walls as they waited for him to pronounce himself. And when he did, they said the sound of a world without him was unimaginable, which was sweet. I knew that to them, he was an unmuted word. For those who had no language to speak of a God never made flesh, he was their unprobable answer. But I asked, before he was anyone else's, was he mine? How possible was the uncoupling of an already coupled being and its mother? I see now. I think it's like he threw a stone to me and I thought he was asking me to catch it with my two hands, pull it into my chest and keep it there. But no. I was only for him to skim across my surface. I was for him to smooth and shine his night sun. I was not for the sun to fall beneath or behind. No, he was not made to be mine like that. He was to be curled toes, then bleeding, then black, then night, then sun. Only I know that the smallest word in searching can take a hand and turn your jaw to face it so that the wind spins sideways and the word mouths mother. But so little dexterity is required to bend the back of the story altogether so that an easy silence sits in its middle. So focal it folds neatly in on itself, holding a muted word, a word still, a word all the same, but holding the word I labored for, holding my laboring of the word. The story thins in its middle because a word cannot be its mouthing not the movement of breath before or after, not its appendages. I know this now. So I, in the same way I would a wound that sits inside my cheek, must feel around the edges of him and move my mouth to imagine his sound.